0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast we are back we are finishing out the lovely month of july very hot i'm a league Six. i too am very hot nerd bomber also very hot i mean sorry if that's like we're all really hot tactic also really hot are you guys hot
1: Hi. we jump in the swimming pool and steam just starts rising up in a the boobabin. air. Wow.
0: wow i'm not that hot I think I'm pretty hot, but like that's, I mean that's that's pretty next level stuff. Uh, we have three hot hosts here in this hot month of summer to uh, talk at you about the latest in nerd related news. And this week, that's going to be once again related to Dead Space, at least in part. So we'll get to that. I'm very excited. Some of you may have seen the announcement. I think that was last week about Motive Studios taking over Dead Space. We'll get to that. Uh, we have to talk about what's this? How do you pronounce this? Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon? The oh, worst. Something about Pokemon. We'll get to that as well. And then uh, we're going to talk about Chucky. And I'm looking forward to that. And I don't mean Chucky from Rugrats. Although, now that I say that, I kind of wish I did. But I actually mean Chucky, the scary little red-headed kid. I, I mean, I could so still be talking rats. about the Chucky from Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the one with the knife. I don't think Chucky from Rugrats ever held the knife, at least during the show. I would
1: certainly I mean, hope not
0: he mostly just like had the sniffles wore glasses what
2: do you think happened to his mom
0: chucky chucky's mom something bad because like chucky his his like plot usage was like just telling tommy not to do stuff basically if i remember correctly just like tommy don't do that because tommy was the adventurous one right and chucky would say don't do that and then tommy would do it That was kind of the dynamic they had going so i'm guessing like chucky's mom we're talking like freak accident territory and he was alive and he remembers it and they just don't talk about it because chucky's dad by the way also seems like he's got some some grief that he's still processing so we could get into that certainly chucky's dad
1: marry somebody when like the rugrats went to japan yeah, or something mom.
0: no not su Kimmy's mom i think he might be right about that boy that just that just touched a part of my gray matter in my brain that has not been touched in over 20 years i mean i can't remember the last time i thought critically about Rugrats but uh, mostly when I think of Rugrats now I just think about the episode where Angelica breaks her leg and then Stu Pickles is making chocolate pudding at three in the morning because he's lost control of his life and it's like a meme now if you haven't seen that meme fantastic meme also just a fantastic like scene in the show so go look that up we're not going to talk about Rugrats hold let's talk about the actual Chucky that we want to talk about and let's let's lead with that topic because now we've been talking about Chucky for a while we well keep going chucky is a doll okay he's a horror icon i've actually never seen a single chucky movie but the piece of news here is that sci-fi in october it's the sci-fi channel is uh releasing a chucky series it looks very halloween it look like it takes place during halloween pretty standard stuff kid goes to a garage sale or a yard sale whatever your whatever the term may be for you and finds the creepiest looking doll in the world and by the way this kid is like and you should pause it the podcast and go watch the trailer right now if you haven't because i'm basically just walking you through the trailer but this kid by the way is like in high school or like at best middle school
1: yeah like this is a young adult adaptation like i don't remember was the original yeah. chucky was it like a high school kid i, I don't, don't know remember
2: i didn't i don't remember I there being a kid i thought it was just a doll going around stabbing people well it's got to be a, i mean
0: i didn't think there the, was an owner like the, the doll's got to belong to somebody but in this rendition anyways this kid's like he buys this doll which by the way is like this very creepy looking redheaded doll
2: and the kid's like yeah yeah, hashtag retro
0: yeah oh yeah yeah retro or vintage he says there's a a big difference he gets snooty with the like mom who's selling it to him it's a whole thing it's a very big doll like i don't i don't let's not gloss over that it's big enough they had to make when the character of chucky was being designed i'm guessing they went through a number of renditions and they settled on one that like They made sure the doll was big enough where it could feasibly hold a knife and kill somebody. I'm guessing that's why it's that big. But like, it's like, it's like a big doll. It's like, it's not low profile. And this kid in this trailer for this show that's coming out takes this thing with him to school,
2: which like... You're asking to be made fun of.
1: Well, I feel like... That's
2: that's, that's a move.
1: The vibe that I got out of this trailer, though, is that he was like, not coerced, but like Chucky kind of took him over somehow.
2: Yeah, brainwashed Yeah. Yeah. Ch- chucky's
0: like presumably chucky's like whispering sweet nothings of some kind into this kid's ear and this kid's taking him to school and letting him like dissect a frog while the teacher's not looking and then the kids make fun of him and then chucky it would seem just starts like kind of indiscriminately killing people right and and presumably the kid who owns him is going to be indicted because he's at the scenes of all these crimes I-, I wanted to talk about and i, I know i'm kind of like <laughs> kind of crapping on the trailer right now but like I want to talk about this and a couple of other things as kind of like the reintroduction into like what I will call like 80s horror, like 80s, 90s horror. So I'm going to tie in actually, and uh, Nerd and Tactic do not know that I'm doing this, by the way. This is totally off the cuff, but this is part of my what are you up to also. Have you guys watched any of the Fear Street movies yet?
1: No, not yet. On Netflix. I'm not a scary so, person. Like I gotta be honest, like I maybe would watch Chucky because it looks really cheesy, but anything like even slightly scary is like,
0: she's not a scary person. You scare me sometimes, but okay. This is a three movie series on Netflix and it's based on, it's actually based on like RL Stein books, but they're not goosebumps books. They're supposed to be like a cut above goosebumps in terms of like actual horror, not intended for kids. These are very bloody movies. So don't like pause the podcast right now and go watch it with your eight year old. That would be terrible. But it's a very cool idea in the sense that I feel like it's trying to recapture this like slasher genre that I don't know, feels See, like hasn't gotten a whole lot of play recently. I feel
2: like you're doing eighties really horror cool. movies and injustice by referring to them as slasher genres. The eighties horror films did much, much better than a slasher film. They Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And 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 I always you're go right, back to go I've done this several times talking about Pet Cemetery, but they just had just Twisted, demented horror, which is far, far, far worse than your standard stab, kill, stab, kill, stab, kill.
0: Right. Well, that, and that, you know what? That's certainly true. Slasher is a genre in and of itself, and it's not, you know, confined explicitly to the 80s. But nonetheless, my point stands that I feel like we haven't seen this genre in a while. And to see it coming back, I think is good. And I'm going to explain why. Like, like, I have seen horror movies in the past few years that I have liked. I liked Hereditary a lot. I did not care for Midsummer. I thought the ritual was okay. Like, I've seen a lot of horror movies. Like, my girlfriend loves horror movies. My fiance, sorry, my finance loves horror movies. So I've watched a decent amount of them. My God, all of them take themselves so seriously. Like, The Conjuring is really, really good, takes itself really seriously. The Conjuring 2 is okay, takes itself very seriously. The Conjuring 3, pretty bad, takes itself very seriously. I want a horror movie or a show that is scary, that is a horror thing, but doesn't take itself so seriously. And it's part of why I think Stranger Things succeeded, you know, not not to mention all the period stuff that it did, but doesn't take itself so seriously. And I think Chucky could actually do that.
2: See, but I think part of what made Chucky so good originally, at least the original ones, is that it, it was more than just killing. And yeah, there were some, some funny bits in it, but there was also just some... Disturbing and raunchy. I mean he he had a bride he's, he's of gross, Chucky yeah. that he yeah, that he converted this this woman almost in a Harley Quinn-esque manner to be his companion. And I don't think they would touch that with a ten foot pole in this remaster.
0: Uh I don't know. I mean based based predominantly on the way that the doll is talking, which I'm not gonna try and imitate imitate the voice here, but it sounds like like your creepy uncle.
2: But that's just it. You're he's creepy, tied. He's alcohol. intertwined too much with the kid in this, so I don't think he would have those type of scenes with the kid being right there.
0: So have you have you seen? Because I haven't seen a single Chucky movie. I'm kind of talking out my butt. It sounds like you have.
2: Back in the Disney, yes, no, yeah.
0: Back in the Disney, I'm very interested in watching one, especially now after watching this trailer. Just watching one, just to see, like, what is the deal here? Why did this character become iconic? Because the premise seems very ridiculous but you know they they did a remake of chucky in like movie form like two years ago we i think we talked about on the
2: podcast Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't even bother with that one i just for me the 80s horror have this special place in my heart where any of these remakes just aren't worth my time
0: uh okay that's i mean you call it like you see it and i respect it but i'm wondering you know like what other retro horror characters make a comeback part of me is like how in the heck has nightmare on elm street not come back yet i think it like a no-brainer i think
2: freddie can make a fantastic comeback especially with the lot of a lot of the haunting scenes that seems to be the buzzword today haunting with him sort of engulfed in the flames i think with the advances that we have in lighting and special effects and things like that you can make a lot of sort of pull you in elements with that that I'm surprised they haven't taken advantage of.
0: But even like, like, I've actually, I think I've only ever seen bits and pieces of Scream. But like, and I think that one actually might be coming back.
1: I actually like, like Scream. Br- I thought they, wasn't TV br- going bring to it make back. a Scream TV show or did they already? I that think it was,
0: wasn't that called like Scream Queens or something? It was like a different thing.
1: Maybe. I want,
0: I want like, I want to recapture that like, I know what you did last summer, Scream. And that's maybe not even the same genre as like, the slasher genre that i'm talking about but like i want that sort of thing to come back where these horror movies don't take themselves so seriously and fear street by the way i think does that very well where it's still scary but it's like the second one without spoiling anything i watched that this past weekend and like it's about a bunch of kids at a summer camp and for reasons relating to the plot overarching the three movies that i won't get into like this one kid kind of goes nuts and picks up an axe and just starts, like, killing people at a summer camp. And it's absurd, but it is fun to watch. It's a great summer movie.
1: Why does that like not happen anymore? The horror genre, and we all know that I'm not the biggest fan, but, like, it definitely, it comes in waves. There's different, like, takes on the horror genre. And right now we're in that very serious social commentary horror movie zone, Yeah, I think. which
2: is Which is
0: okay. That's okay, too. But it's not as fun.
2: I mean it was right. getting it was getting weird sort of late in those the nineties. I mean we we were getting movies like Python getting a spin off of basically the Jaws genre. Right. There's a big ass snake, guys, and then it's just eating someone, which I'll never forget that movie. That's where I saw my first boobies. But either way is that
0: Anaconda? Was, is Anaconda was, a different was,
2: movie. You're than right, that? it was Anaconda. Good call. Good call. <laughs> you, it must have been your first yeah. time too. <laughs>
0: uh no i couldn't tell you what my first time was but i don't think i've ever seen anaconda Um, anaconda not anaconda
2: but like it was getting it was getting all over the place and
1: well they were getting too wacky it almost got to a point where they were funny
2: yeah they kind of had to dial it back in
1: i mean honestly one of the horror movies that i remember actually like watching and liking a lot was the remake of house of wax with chad michael murray and i just remember paris Hilton being in it and dying in the most like amazing way And, like, to that point, like, they started then getting almost two big stars, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, the hunks from the CW and everything like that. And then they weren't really scary. It was just like, oh, hey, there's some eye candy. And so I think it did need to reset. And I think we could start seeing those types of movies come back. But right now, just, like, where we're at in the world, I don't know if people are ready to take that kind of movie lightly anymore. We don't even get, like, regular comedies, honestly most comedies lately have a hint of darkness to them like their dry dark too. humor
0: dramedies and all that but like and like one movie i can think of that again i haven't seen but has done happy death day i believe was like one of those it's a goofy slasher groundhog day thing that doesn't take itself too seriously and that's great um and again and like you said this is not to say like the social commentary horror like i said hereditary is really good uh obviously get out and us both very good and those are great in their own right. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, why can't we have our cake and eat it too? Why can't we have... Like, when they remade Halloween, it was really dumb, but, like, I enjoyed it because it it's that kind of thing. It's like... And to me, that's the scariest thing, too, right? It's like, not some paranormal entity, but, like... Serial killer. Someone goes bananas and has a knife. Well, in my opinion... Like, the, that's real, man. Like, that could happen.
1: Like,
2: the best uh, scary film of the current generation is The Purge, the original Purge. Yeah, that is that's truly good, yeah. horrifying, and it's it's everyday normal people, and what happens without rules, and that's a very real thing that can happen in society.
0: Now they, I have since I think maybe jumped the shark on that one. Like I don't, well, the last one I saw, in, I think the last one I saw was with you guys.
2: We had a weird. There's we a reason I said the original Purge.
1: The one right, yeah, that we yeah. saw together was not great. Then there was the last Purge, I think. We actually saw that and it wasn't terrible, which, which by we were the, the way, like the only people the in the <laughs> movie theater. <laughs> and then um, I think they, they came out with another one just recently. Wasn't like the forever purged and that just come out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Forever purge, I think might literally be out right now.
1: Well, they uh, also, they it? made like an AMC show out of it too, which that to me, like, I don't know, once you make it a TV show, the, the unique thing about the purge was that like it kind of felt like it could have been real but then you make a tv show and you follow specific characters and it just doesn't i don't know gets a little
0: cartoony yeah like we do we saw was the one that i'm not going to try and even think of the title of it but it was frank grillo yep frank grillo guys he was he like was a bodyguard in right? a car and like he, no he was just a guy that just like he went out in the middle of the purge night to just like but like in like a vigilante capacity, like he would find people who were you That's know right. hacking stuff up and he would just he would just take care of him. And then I think, yeah, ultimately he wound up like finding someone who is in danger and like becoming the quasi party guard and like taking care of them. But it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it like wasn't wasn't good. The first one was good. First one was scary. Uh, I, I do remember that. Now, I but. do
1: want to say, though. We, we were just talking for a while about how there's no like fun teen slasher movies, but there is a movie and I just noticed this came out on HBO Max and I had been waiting because it kind of came out during the pandemic and I don't know if we had a theatrical release near us and Freaky finally hit HBO Max so we don't have to pay Oh
0: yeah, the Vince Vaughn yeah. the body switching. Yeah,
1: and I've actually heard yeah. really good things about that. Like everybody that I've talked like, to you that have seen that movie loved it.
0: I like the girl a lot. Can't think of her name. But the main girl, she was also in Blockers, if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. Anyways, Chucky is coming to sci fi as a TV show October 2021. We want to hear from you on the Twitter sphere at OW of Lady Six, at OW Nerd at OW and our main show account at Online Warriors One. What do you think of Chucky? And also on a larger scale, what do you think of the horror genre? well the status of the horror genre today do you like where it's headed do you want it to go back to the more campy stuff do you want more you know friday the 13th kind of stuff or do you like hereditary and all those much more serious horror movies hit us up we will talk back at you so moving on from chucky let's talk about po- po- Poke pokey man
2: i made that i joke. haven't I'm funny
0: anymore. It yeah
1: it's not funny man. Uh, it's, pokemon it's, is amazing
0: it's, fu- it's funny to me what is not funny to a lot of people because a lot of people take pokemon very seriously there is a live action series in early development at netflix from i guess the creator of lucifer which i've never watched but it's a popular netflix series joe henderson attached to bright and a- uh, executive produce.
1: He was also, if you don't know him from that, he I think he did White Collar, and there was another show that he was attached to that was pretty big, but I can't remember what it was.
0: Sources saying this would be akin to the Detective Pikachu movie, which I still have not seen. By the way, I don't, know sh- I don't know why I'm saying it like it's surprising. I'm not a Pokemon fan, but
1: that's haven't gotten around to seeing somewhere too, right? Like you've had I ample opportunity. No, it's idea. a good watch. It's Ryan Reynolds. How can you not like it?
0: Live action Pokemon, though. We we need to talk about this because obviously you know the animated Pokemon powerhouse that's still going on right first of all i know i've asked on the show before still going on no no plans to end where is live action pokemon like like you would think kind of like we were saying before tactic about nightmare on elm street with cgi like we should be able to cross the bar at this point into being able to make pokemon in a believable way in live action just because of how far special effects have come right and i i do think what this hinges on what what this success of the show really depends on is how did the Pokemon look? And to that, I would defer to your guys' opinion because, you know, you saw Detective Pikachu. And so to some extent, you you know.
2: I thought, I thought they hit the nail on the head with Detective Pikachu. I really do think the biggest challenge is, if it's going to be a recreation of Ash's journey, is picking the proper cast and crew to match that. First and foremost, I think it's going to be a challenge to picking sort of that proper age slash look and feel of the character because ash was ten in the show well he well hear me out ash was 10 in the show (laughs) but the way that he carried himself and the things he you know the the tough challenges it's it's not a 10 year old it really i think they have no idea what ash was when they made the show and he should have been like a 15 year old probably. Right. I think he, that would have... He
0: happened to be 10 later because someone said he was 10 and they're like, oh boy, I don't know if he's actually 10, but now we said it. Like that kind of thing.
2: I think that might be the sweet spot for the age. The other thing is Ash's mom and Professor Oak have to be this weird flirty relationship because that would be kind of like a little hilarious wink to the, the fans because everyone's always like, oh, they send Ash away. That's why there's no dad around.
0: Like Happy Hogan and Aunt May and
2: the... Spider-Man, spoiler Yes, exactly. It has it. to be like that. And, and honestly, I think she would be a great Ash's mom, too.
1: Ash's Tomei. has got it going on. So just
2: putting it out I
0: there. Will, I was going to say, Marissa Tomei's got it going on. That's all I'm going to say. It's a PG podcast, but she's got it going on.
1: See, for me personally, though, like, I don't want to see Ash's journey. I think we have so much footage already of that in cartoon form. I think kids will be weirded out seeing a teenage, an older teenaged Ash Ketchum. I think the age bracket that they kind of targeted with Detective Pikachu is exactly where they need to be. And I don't know if they kind of Follow that Detective Pikachu storyline. I think there was already a sequel for that in the works. I don't know if they're going to follow the same cast of that movie, but I think having someone around that age, I think the main character in Detective Pikachu was like just about to go off to college or something like that. I think having that like semi older teenager kind of crossed into both you know, the child audience and the adult audience. And, you know, the kids could kind of look at the adventure of the cute Pokemon surrounding him, and they were happy. And then the adults kind of got a little deeper of a storyline because of the older main cast. I think to me, it's going to be kind of what they do with this storyline. Like, I don't want to necessarily see traveling around the world. And I kind of liked Now that I'm a little bit older, like, don't get me wrong, I love the original concept of Pokemon, and I love the games, and I don't really want those to change. But I think it would be interesting if they, like, mimic something, I don't know.
2: They need to do Red's Adventure.
1: Yeah, something a little bit grittier that's obviously still applicable and, like, watchable by kids. But, like, you know, like, the older teen model, kind of like when we were talking about Rugrats, but, like, Rugrats All Grown Up, when that show came out, like, kind of model it after that, a little bit more heavy storylines and... Something that's oh. just not just like bouncing from episode to episode. Because while the original Pokemon anime was really, really good and like obviously people love it, it I now that I'm older, I don't know if I can necessarily sit and watch because they're all capsule episodes. Like pretty much everything, like yeah, there's an overarching journey, but every episode is diff- like a different storyline. And you can skip around and it doesn't matter if you watched the one before, you kind of have like, you know where you are. You don't need to have much background. I want a deeper Pokemon You want
0: more series. cohesion. Yeah.
1: yeah. I want good character development. I want the main character not to be the same perpetual age because that would be weird in real life. I just, I want something gritty and fun.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned the, the gritty because, again, Red's character, you have Ash Ketchum who was a every problem can be solved with friendship kind of person. And then you have Red who is... I want to be the very best, like no one ever was, truly. He was ruthless. He beat the Elite Four, his first go around. No Fs were given. He just made it to the top. That was his goal and he achieved it. That's the story. Now,
0: first of all, if they don't... You said there's a Detective Pikachu sequel in the works. I assume it's going to be called Detective Pikachu. If it's not, then... If not, missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, super big missed opportunity.
0: Second of all, you want Gritty... I I got a I got a solution. I'm not even a Pokemon fan, guys, but but I got a solution to all your problems right here. So listen up. You were saying, you know, this Pokemon animated series been running for forever. Ash Ketchum is purportedly 10 years old or some young age, and there's really no sense of timeline, right? He's always the same age forever. I think if you're this showrunner, you go ahead and you sidestep all of that, not by starting with an Ash Ketchum at the beginning, nor by starting with a totally different character. I think you do Pokemon style Logan. Ash is like 55 years old and just is, he, he's been worn down by the Pokemon circuit. All of his Pokemon are, are ailing and dying. And he's just, he's just really effing mad at everybody. I would watch that show. That's captivating right there i would watch that
2: well as long as you can I don't even pronounce like po- it when you're when you're buying your tickets
0: uh po- well, it's, it's no a netflix, netflix tv show i don't have to pronounce it checkmate
1: i'm sorry i'm just imagining you sitting at your like sitting down in front of your tv shouting i would like two tickets please poke to pokemon
0: that. That, that might be the future honestly but okay if you don't want my my amazing old ash ketchum jaded storyline that's fine but if you don't want that and you want a new character the key challenge is coming up with a character name that is as good as ash ketchum because that's hall of fame level you're not gonna beat it but you have to try so who is the main character in your
2: it's like you guys don't hear me pokemon television the movie's na- the movie title is just pokemon red that's it
0: no it's a you need a, series, no that's, that's and also that's a cop that's I, I want a new character name New character. Give it to me. Come on. I know you've I know you already thought of it. Jim there.
1: Battles. Spelled J-I-M. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no notes. That's pretty good. Uh, that's like actually disappointingly good.
2: All right, what about this one? It's called Pokemon Sky. And the main character is actually a girl named Sky who is also a badass.
0: What's her last name? Badass?
2: Uh, Mustard. <laughs>
1: sky mustard <laughs> what
0: sky mustard i want i want jim battles and i want him to be played by jim john krasinski from the office so it's just the Jim we know and love just doing pokemon stuff i think we have something here i think we have a couple of really good ideas for this henderson guy to work with no real date that i can see on this
1: yeah i don't think there were a lot of details coming out. actually you know i wasn't I wasn't really putting together the producer, but looking at his track record of what he's worked on, they are like kind of grittier adult series.
0: Logan, he's going to do the Logan thing. I'm yeah, telling you, that's his idea. Ooh. Uh, I didn't need to give it to him. Uh, I might just I might have just stolen it from him and released it to the world. Joe Henderson is his name. So yeah, no release date yet. Netflix and Henderson, neither of them responded to requests for comments from Variety, so I doubt they would respond to requests for comment from us, <laughs> but I guess, hey, I guess you never know. We'll give it a shot, okay? But in the meantime, there's, there's not much to know here in terms of release date or cast or anything like that, so we'll have to get back to you on that. But exciting times for fans of Pokemon everywhere. I'm just going to see how many people I can get to unfollow our podcast by pronouncing Pokemon wrong don't. for an entire episode. So far, I think it's going great. We're approaching the halfway point of the episode here. We're going to take a short break before we come back with our third topic. But before we do, I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producers, Mr. Ben Checkness and Mr. Stephen Keller. These two had a very important job this week. They had to select a quiz topic for tactic to administer in the tournament of champions which will be taking place later i hope you have like some trumpet sound effects prepared i I didn't ask you to do that beforehand though but it's it's about the olympics this week so kind of fitting because nerd bomber and i have kind of olympian minds uh, i think Uh, i guess we'll we'll see later but as patreon producers Ben and Steven also get this producer shout out in every episode they get input into the weekly game segment as I just mentioned. And they also, of course, get access to the monthly secret segment and vlog as well as occasional guest spots on the show. So you want to be like Ben and Steven, you want to be knights. But if you can't quite be valiant enough to be a knight, you can be a squire and a squire gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there's, of course, the lowly page, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So more of the details on all of those tiers of support can be found over on patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Steven and Ben. And thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon helps us keep the lights on and the microphones running here. Uh, We'll take a short break now to shout out a sponsor that will also help us keep the microphones running. And we will be back to talk to you guys about whatever the third topic is that I can't remember. Oh, God, someone help me. I was doing so good. Dead space. How could I forget dead space? We'll be back in a bit to talk about dead space. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price with the most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Go to the link in our show notes to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's the link in our show notes for up to 35% off site-wide rules and restrictions apply. Thanks again to blinds.com for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the episode. (music) Dead space. You know, I've been waiting for this moment on the podcast for literal years, many years at this point, for those that are listening for the first time, because that's the only situation in which you wouldn't know this. I am one of the world's biggest dead space fans. I suspect and uh motive studio who some of you may know as being responsible for star wars squadrons among other games i guess they're part of ea is working on what we now know to be a remake of dead space and as they say in their announcement tweet deliver your worst nightmare so nerd bomber your worst nightmare awaits <laughs> i know i know uh, i'm sure you're super excited about this
1: i mean it looked cool i don't know if it's oh, going to be gonna for be... me
0: rebuilt from the ground up so new you know they're not just reskinning stuff they're not upgrading textures no this is from the ground up so we're gonna get probably whole new character models but i assume a similar story but the rig link is still there you're gonna see your health bar on the character's back which i think is critical you're gonna maintain third person perspective i suspect you're gonna hear that characteristically creepy breathing noise from inside the rig oh that looks amazing we got like a one minute video kind of teasing this and I, uh, without getting explicit, my body was and remains ready.
2: So, so what I'm most excited Go. for is Sony, as well as now Xbox, is kind of upgrading their controller to have is the haptic feedback. I think there's in this upgrade there's a lot of potential to integrate uh, some of the gaming experience that's involved with this into the controller, and. In your opinion, Mr. Dead Space expert, where can they leverage that technology the best to really elevate the experience?
0: Kinesis. So Isaac Clarke, the protagonist from Dead Space, his suit has an ability known as kinesis that allows you to pick up large objects and kind of just whoosh them around, throw them at people. It's a very tactile process. That and stasis both are kind of these things that you basically, that allow you to use the environment rather than your own weapons to kill necromorphs. And I think that would be a great kind of platform for the the haptics and the controllers to to have their day. The weapons themselves, I'm sure, of course, you could do a lot with the haptics there as well. What I want to get to, you know, I'm glad you brought up kind of the improved hardware and how this game can take advantage of that. I think the big thing here, and something that in particular the PS5 was touting a lot in a lot of their promo material back before the console came out, 3d audio uh, is going to be the most critical part of this i mean even playing dead space and dead space 2 and dead space 3 on like a janky xbox 360 which i'm calling it a janky xbox 360 now that was like you know at one point state of the art but you get my point no headphones just in a dark room with probably really crappy speakers in like a college dorm room i don't know when i first played it I was terrified, but, you know, so much of Dead Space and so much of your typical horror game, honestly, is walking down a dark hallway and, you know, you hear something behind you and you turn around. Well, 3D audio is going to obviously enhance that experience. So there is just a huge amount to look forward to here. I'm really curious to see one thing I'm I'm maybe unreasonably excited about. You might already know this by now, but... Something that people might not know about the original Dead Space is that you never Isaac Clarke never speaks in Dead Space. The protagonist of the game actually never says a word. As interesting as that may be, I'm wondering if they're going to keep that around. And if they don't, I'm wondering if they're going to have any notable voice talent here.
2: I hope it's something super disappointing like a I'm I'm going to say that I am I am Italian Okay, so I just want to s- preface this, but I hope it's something like a really <laughs> thick oh Italian accent. Like, all of a sudden, he gets shot in the chest. And he's like, hey, whoa, hey.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Or what?
0: Or just the Mario voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I'm so over the moon excited. Just this one-minute video you're back on the usg ishimura you're out in space everything's dark it looks like isaac is working on a workbench uh putting some new gears into his rig upgrading his abilities you know for sure they're going to bring back the plasma cutter it's the first weapon you get it's kind of your tried and true pistol-like weapon for the entire game i'm sure that's coming back but they may introduce some new weapons you know this is a from the ground up rebuild and they call it a remake but what i'm wondering and what you know what i'm hoping i i think they might Throw in some some new some new stuff for us uh, in terms of maybe a couple of new weapons. Um, certainly, a lot of the environments are going to be brand new. It sounds like you know the ship certainly isn't going to have the same layout. There's not even a guarantee the story is going to have the same structure. It sounds like one thing they're really focusing on a lot, which also excites me, is making use of the solid state drive. There's no downtime ever.
1: That was something that impressed me when I read about it's it. Huge was like the fact that you could, in theory. Play this game from start to finish and never yep. hit a menu or a loading screen or anything like that. I mean, you might have to pause it to go pee or clean up after yourself after you scare the kijibis out of yourself. But like that—that's really intriguing. Right. How long? Obviously, I've never played it fully. Oh gosh! How long was the original Dead Space? Was it like a lengthy experience or was it like a more self-contained, like under ten-hour run through?
0: Uh, I would get. Gu- I'm going to Google that right now. I would guess. At least twelve hours,
1: because like, imagine. Let
0: me give it a quick Google.
1: Imagine having like a Friday the Thirteenth or a Halloween type deal, or even just like a dark winter day, and as soon as the sun goes down at like six p.m. or wherever the sun goes down by you, you throw on some headphones and you just play it straight through, almost like. I mean, it's probably not healthy. You should probably like get up, go to the bathroom, walk around a little bit, but like just binge it, and have this totally immersive, terrifying experience that I would never like to have. I just, that's super <laughs> neat. So uh,
0: how long to beat has the average across all play styles at 12 hours? Main story, 11 hours. Main and extras, 13 hours. Completionist, 20 and a half hours. I'm actually surprised I thought it was gonna be longer than that, but I do remember, I believe there are 12 chapters in the game. And, you know, the way the first game works is you're kind of using this spaceship subway station like subway line, it's a big ship, so there's a subway line that connects various pieces of the ship, and basically you'll get off the subway, do some stuff to fix some stuff. You 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 the main character is an engineer. You do some stuff to fix crap on one section of the spaceship, avoid getting killed, then get back on the subway and go somewhere else to fix another broken thing. And kind of just do it over and over again until you know chapter twelve ends. There's more to it than that. You eventually. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but. I guess purportedly each of those chapters takes about an hour to complete, so you could, in theory, especially without the loading screens, do this in a day. I would recommend going to the bathroom at some point, but <laughs> you could do it. Yeah, that that's that's cool. I I do like, and I, I you know I think that's one way in which the devs are already showing like, hey, we're we understand that this game has a pretty rabid fan base. You know, I'm not the only person who loves this game and has wanted it back for years, and they get that. So I think they know. You know, not not only do they have sacred property in their hands, but they're not going to mess with the, ex- the core experience too much. I don't suspect.
1: Well, the other thing that I was reading, I think the devs. Is- we're telling in an interview with maybe IGN, but I was really impressed with the fact that, you know, they were like, oh yeah, we're Dead Space fans, so we want to keep the game true to its origins. But they're also bringing in like outside Dead Space fans, like just regular gamers, getting their feedback throughout the development process and not just waiting till the end and throwing like a, a beta out there and waiting for people to give them feedback kind of when it's a little late in the process. Like they're actually upfront bringing people in to kind of inform the decision making and making sure that they do stay true to the game that so many people love and I don't know if we've seen a studio do that before I mean obviously for brand new IPs that's kind of difficult because you don't already have an established fan base so then you're just kind of like bringing in random gamers but like I don't know for any other remake that we've seen a studio do this and it's something that's just really heartening. And I don't know if that's, you know, kind of brought about one of the, you know, things now that we're so digitally connected. I don't know if that was a result of the fact that so many people now are easily brought in via just Zoom meetings or whatever, so that it's not this thing where you have to go out and like source people to like fly out to wherever their studio is and sit down in a conference room. Like now that maybe they can just throw up a zoom meeting and get people's feedback in live time pretty easily but I, I just think that's super neat and i think that does bode really well for the direction of this remake because like you said you're not the only rabbit fan out there
2: open source development
0: <laughs> i'm already too like i'm ahead i'm so excited by this and, and like dead space is amazing dead space 2 is a masterpiece so i think it's i'm, I'm sure dead space fans already realize it is critical how this does because if it does well enough, we're going to get a remake of Dead Space 2, and that is the game where the throttle is really opened up, both in terms of plot and in terms of intro- newly introduced gameplay mechanics, various things. Dead Space 2 is the masterpiece. Dead Space 2 is like top five games of all time for me, no doubt.
1: So question to you, is this enough to have you pull the trigger on a next-gen console?
0: Yes, without question uh this you will heard be your fo- first folks when this comes out if i don't already have a next-gen console i'll have to get one it's like it's basically i'm yeah, I'm already in that headspace i can't let this one move by me and i don't i don't expect i will i'll take out a second mortgage if i have to uh hope that i won't have to i'll get i'll get a pee bucket ready so i won't have to go to the bathroom well i'll have to go to the bathroom but i won't have to get up and i'll play the whole game in one sitting and maybe we'll do like a podcast, like live stream or something, where I'm just sitting there playing it the whole time. Not even, well, I'll have to get like a capture card or something, and I'll just, that'll be a whole event for us.
1: I feel like I would be able to sit and watch you play. That can be the way I yeah. experience this game.
0: <laughs> I'm cool, calm, and collected in this game. I am I do get scared, but you're not going to see it, I think. So that might be good for for you as like a security blanket kind of thing. So Yeah, let's consider this idea in its early stages, but an idea nonetheless. I will get a next-gen console, I would buy this game, and I will stream uh, some playing of it, maybe to our YouTube channel or something. Who knows? We have one of those, right? I know we do. We do. Guys, we have a YouTube channel. Go check it out. I believe it's just Online Words Podcast. A lot of good stuff on there. Tactic Tinkers.
1: I played a scary game a couple times.
0: NerdBower played a scary game a couple times. Presumably she peed herself once or twice, so... I did, I did out. make
1: some very terribly funny scared faces a couple times i did
0: did you make any noises i picture you making like a like eep
2: like an eep like yeah. kind of
0: noise
1: i think yeah. i eep i also swear a lot so this is this is, is a little bit of a tangent noise. but like for example we were out in the yard you know and all of a sudden i just saw this brown thing running at me it was a baby bunny it was just I trying to get under affective. the fence. No, it was just trying to get under the fence. I almost pooped my pants. I don't even know what face I made. I think I said "eep," and then after that, I said the f word, and it was just a baby bunny. <laughs> so that—that's my. I was standing right nature. there, watched
2: it calmly all go down.
0: So she, she said the f word fence.
1: If a baby Never bunny can out. elicit yeah. a swear word from me, you bet video games are going to
0: yeah i mean i'm sure there's there's definitely a constant change. actually i think GameStop even had uh when they were well there's something they're probably still doing video game reviews but i believe it was either them or ign that like one one component of their reviews was they had what they called like the the swear factor or something where a game got bonus points if the reviewer audibly swore during it because it's like usually means something really cool happened or something really something it was something evocative happened right so that's the mark of a good game Or a scary bunny, either way. But yeah, Dead Space, uh, I don't think we know when this is coming yet. Obviously, my body is ready. My wallet is going to have to be ready. Be excited for that. Rejoice, Dead Space fans, fellow Dead Space fans. We finally made it. We're here. Hopefully, it feels as good for you as it does for me. What are you up to Wednesday? We've reached that point in the show where we talk about what we are up to. I already gave kind of a little sample of what I've been up to. Which was Fear Street Part Two. Part Three is out. Haven't yet watched it. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is uh, Ted Lasso, Season Two, has premiered. That came out last Friday. Watch that. It's as good as ever. Season Two is going to be as good as it's ever been. Very wholesome show, very heartwarming show. You know, 15 out of 10 stars. So I just wanted to give those two shout outs to some watchable things. Uh, Other than that, just kind of continuing to work through Always Sunny, which is also great. And uh, yeah, started a Stephen King book as well. I have started The Stand for either the second or the third time. This is supposed to be Stephen King's kind of like, he'd probably call it his magnum opus. I think most people consider it to be his best book. Not coincidentally, I think it's also like his longest book. It's like over a thousand pages. So it's a little bit daunting, but I'm going to take it one page at a time and I'll, I'll get back to you. It's about a super flu. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I thought about reading it at one point last year and I figured better wait until things get a little better (laughs) in terms of like the actual pandemic. So I'll keep you updated on that. But that's the update. That's the skinny on my end. Tactic, how are you? How's it going over there?
2: It's going pretty good. So my, my only update is that I started watching a fairly older show called My Name is Earl. Yeah. It's short and it's about a guy that was kind of a garbage human being realized what karma is and said hey maybe if i'm a good person good things will happen to me so he works through a list to try to
0: what was his name
2: earl uh he works through a oh, list right, right. to try to change his luck and be a better person in society and it's like i said it's it's a short cheap laughs kind of show and passes the time and it's it's an, it's a good watch so i'd recommend it it's all i got
0: well there you go uh yeah J- jason lee if I remember correctly. This was a show that I mostly know about it because I believe it was on right after The Office. It was on I think right it was, yeah. That I would watch. So I would see it come on and be like, oh, okay, party's over. And I would just, I wouldn't really watch it. It also has uh, uh, the brother. I can't think of the brother's name, but I love that actor. Can't think of the actor's name either. I'll have it to get ripped back to you. He's ripped now. He used to be a real, he was on Boy Meets World initially. He played Frankie on Boy Meets World. If you're a Boy Meets World fan, big fan of that actor. Very cool. My name is Earl. Well, my name is illegal, but that just saying the name of the show again. Cool, nerd bummer. What's the dealio?
1: So it felt like this week kind of flew by really quickly for me. The main thing that I've been working on, and this is a weird change of pace here. I've been kind of tinkering weirdly. So that's very weird, chick. Right? It's super weird. So I'm not doing. I'm any, not okay. Like, I'm not doing any, like, mechanism builds or anything like that. I'm not coding. Mine is a little bit more of an art project, but I did happen to use Tectic's 3D printer for it. He let me use some of his giant spool to 3D print, and this is very fitting for today's conversation, a Bulbasaur planter. And I, I found the 3D file on Thingiverse, and I'm actually documenting this process. I'll probably throw it up on YouTube, at some point. But basically going through the process of printing it and then figuring out the best way to paint it, which is honestly harder than you would think because a 3D printed like part, you know, it's it prints in layers. So you see all the layer lines. And right now I'm in the process of getting that to smooth out and the way that the 3D printer prints if you watched any of Tectics YouTube video where he put the printer together there's like a almost like a honeycomb hex inside so you have a very thin wall thickness and if you sand it too much you can easily break through so I'll give you a little spoiler to the the video I'll put together but the best way that I've found to fill it out and I've actually we've managed to get it like really really smooth almost like smooth as like plastic or glass is filler primer like rust-oleum car filler primer you put a few layers on that it fills in all of the layer lines you sand it down and it is smooth like butter so my next step then is kind of painting it it's more of a craft project for me honestly I like color matched all of the paints and I'm looking forward to having a really cute Bulbasaur planter And then, you know, you put a little plant where the bulb would be. So I'm going to get like a succulent or something to stick in that guy. And then he can be right next to my Baby Yoda chia pet. Just have a little nice little plant collection, guys. Get some nice oxygen in here.
0: Who who got you that Baby Yoda chia pet?
1: My good friend illegal.
0: That's right. Christmas gift, guys. Or birthday gift. I don't know. One of the two.
1: But a darn good gift.
0: Is the chia still chia-ing? I've had problems with chia pets in the past. I can't handle it so you-
1: far it's chia in just fine okay i had a, I haven't uh, killed it yet ba- so like i don't know i think it's doing its thing pretty well i don't know how long they're supposed to last but mm.
0: ba- back in college i had a, a, a chia abraham lincoln <laughs> like it was just his head and you could grow a chia pet on it kind of influenced by rhett and link on youtube they used to have a, a show called good morning chia lincoln that ultimately became good mythical morning um and they would check in on this chia lincoln that they had every day and it was just this little stupid chia pet and i had it in college and i don't think i did a very good job like i think i was able to grow some like hair on his head but like i couldn't keep it around you know i couldn't handle the whole chia pet thing but good luck on the planter
1: well it's like you're supposed to you're supposed to like refresh them habitually. like they yeah, die yeah out, so like you you put new ones and they keep going. I don't know yeah, like, how long yeah. the actual like planter is good for, but I'm assuming infinitely as long as you keep doing the Chia. Yeah, link. I mean,
0: it's it's just like a ceramic planter with like a certain kind of seeds on them that like, don't need anything really but water. Is, like, mm-hmm. I guess how it works. I don't really know. But I'm pretty sure I no longer have the Chia Lincoln, which is a, a real disappointment. But good luck with both Chia Yoda and the Bulbasaur planter. Keep us updated. Keep YouTube updated. And now it's the moment that maybe a lot of you have been waiting for uh tactic is going to host a quiz and uh this is a big deal not that past weeks have not been a big deal but this is this is a big deal i mean we have scores here i'm 10 and 2 nerd bomber 8 and 4 tactic 5 and 8 ben at 1 and 0 so ben's still undefeated these are the heavy hitters going into a quiz about tactic i believe the olympics
2: yes that's correct
0: okay that's a point for me
2: no that's incorrect (laughs) All right, so I'm going to get right into it you. with the first question. How many Olympic games have there been? And this is winter plus summer.
0: Okay. Uh, am I going first or is November going first?
2: And I'm just referring to modern day Olympic games.
1: Okay, who goes first?
2: Uh, Yeah, whoever.
1: That's helpful. <laughs> okay, you can go first. I'll give, <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll you the first. first.
2: Well, I think technically
0: it's an advantage if for you if I go first, but that's fine. Whoa. Uh, why don't we go mod- the modern day is what's striking is throwing me a little bit.
2: I'm, I'm just saying, like, exclude ancient Greece.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm just, well, every four years times two is eight. No, that's terrible math. Two every four years. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, I can do this. Don't laugh. 108.
1: Okay, so I think the math you were looking for is there is one every two years because they're on offset cycles. So. Oh, but
0: there's, that means there's two every four years. Okay. Same thing. Fractions.
1: But every two years, and I feel like it went back into like the eighteen hundreds. This is this is gonna be bad because it's gonna put me exactly where you are. What did you I was say gonna again? Say,
0: so far, I said one hundred and eight, and so far your analysis is pretty similar to mine. So <laughs> just keep going.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little bit of leeway. I'll say one hundred and fifty.
2: So you both busted.
1: Are you it serious? Was oh
2: man, twenty eight summer games and twenty three winter games. That's it. Total
1: what? Why does it feel like this has games. been going on for like... Oh,
0: I, I, did, this, did this start like after the World Wars? Is that what happened? Is it like a it was, togetherness thing?
2: It was like late 1800s, early 1900s.
0: Oh, but then they probably canceled it during the World Wars a lot. And that didn't factor into either of our calculations. All right. Well, so far, so good. We both busted. I mean, one of us is going to have to win this thing, just to no matter who.
2: How many Olympic sports are there? And just for reference... Like let's say men's soccer and women's soccer, that's considered one sport. And so okay. and one sport uh, has like multiple disciplines under it.
1: So like for example, you have like swimming and you have all of the different types of swimming. That's swimming. That's just swimming. Yes. Okay.
0: That just counts as one? Oh jeez. Okay. I'm oh, glad I'm not going first on this one. Take it away, nerd bomber.
1: I'm trying to think so I'm I'm just thinking like the the current what is this? The Summer Games? Yeah, uh, you did. Is baseball still a thing? Oh man, I'm I'm just gonna take. It. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I know skateboarding I'm, I'm gonna is take it a, now. Um,
0: I'm just gonna take a flying fart at it. So don't don't hurt yourself.
1: I'm gonna say there's 30 summer games, 30 winter games for a total of 60.
0: It's more than that. It's we're we're look. I'll give you some leeway. We're looking at 80.
1: Tactics over here laughing. I feel like this isn't good news. You
2: both busted.
1: <laughs> God dang.
2: So there's a total of 33 sports and 46 disciplines.
1: What's the difference between a sport and a discipline?
2: Within those 33 sport, there is an array of disciplines.
1: Oh my That's goodness. Oh,
0: so it's only 33 is the answer? Correct. Boy, that that question was very confusing for me. Yeah, that was, that uh, was not the best. All right, let's yeah, for, go with bigger numbers the best, then. It seems like.
2: Yeah, what is the m- most tickets sold for an Olympic game? Well, like for a specific
1: event or like rephrase. the entire for, thing? Yeah,
2: for the entire thing. For like a year. The
0: entire thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Easy. Well, maybe not easy. Uh, One? No. 2.7 million.
1: I feel like that's too much because I don't think they actually have that much observation room for these. I'm going to say one and a quarter million.
2: So Illegal takes this one. It's 8.3 million tickets were sold right. for the 1996 games held in Atlanta, Georgia, USA.
0: That's what I'm talking about. I'm on the board. Ooh. Okay, so it's one to nothing. We are three questions in. How many questions are there, Tactic?
2: I have two left.
1: Okay, so I, still, <laughs> I have a shot at this. There's, there's no tiebreaker yeah, there's needed time. either, unless we both bust oh, we'll on see. one.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll
2: see. So the Olympics were adopted in the late 1800s, early 1900s, but originated in Greece. When was the first recorded ever Olympics?
1: Oh, you're kidding. We're getting into like AD and oh, yeah. BC crap. Oh, oh, I don't even know yeah. how this works with the Price is Right style. This always like... Yeah, how, is but let's clarify
0: that. How do, how does busting work? Is it just if the number is higher? <laughs> or is it if we, if we're early if we're later so like, than it is
2: a billion bc is not busting but a billion okay. ad okay. is busting okay i got it's you. it's in time order
1: so obviously if i don't want to bust i should say a billion bc <laughs> um just say no. the big bang i don't even remember the olympics were greece right not rome did you say greece just tactic
0: yeah he said greece i'll help <laughs> you he said Greece. <laughs> thank
1: you um i also, don't know i don't know history. i, don't,
0: I, I Yeah, how is how is the differentiation between Greece and Rome going to help you? Because it doesn't help me at all.
1: Well, okay, so the way I'm I'm gonna get like real biblical here, right? So like, why don't you Jesus? In terms of the Bible, was was Rome correct? So obviously Rome was like the AD because it came after him ish, or like a little bit before. So I need to Mm -hmm. go way before to get to Greece. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk the Parthenon here, folks. I'm gonna say 800 B.C. Maybe
0: okay, I, I like I like where your head's at, but I think you're you're too early. So I'm gonna cut it in half and say 400 B.C.
1: I was scared of busting. I keep screwing up.
2: So she almost nailed it. Are you serious? Uh, oh, it was really?
0: 776 B.C. What the heck? The first Collusion. written
2: records of ancient Olympic games date to 776 B.C. When a cook named Corobus won the only event, a 192-meter foot race, called a staid.
1: I was really hoping you were going to say that the event was like some kind of cooking event. And it was going to be like, that is the right. Olympic that I would watch. Not that I don't watch the Olympics next. now, but like, man, a good cook-off? Oof.
2: Okay, so hopefully... We're tied up. You guys don't bust. We get a clear winner at this. So, it is very rare to appear in the Olympics. It's even more rare to have multiple recurring appearances in the Olympics. Mm. That said, what is the most Olympic events someone okay. has repeated appearances in?
0: Okay, uh, can we te- are we texting? Let's text in for this.
2: And I- by Olympic Korean. events, I don't mean like they're in multiple events in one year. I mean like how, how many... How many Olympics
1: do they show yes. up in? Wait, so you want to know the number of Olympics or the number of people who have them?
2: So like if they show up in... 1991. That's
1: not what I'm asking. The number that you're asking for, is it the number of Olympics they show up in or the number of people who show up in multiple Olympics?
2: The number of Olympics a single person has showed up in. Who is the the most? most currently? Okay, that's helpful.
0: I'm going big. Kind of a spoiler, but...
2: Tactic, you have my answer.
1: Mine is also in.
2: So we have a clear winner. Canadian equestrian athlete Ian Miller has competed at 10 olympic games okay. which means illegal takes it with a oh vote of
0: six. Oh yeah bomber with a vote of three that's what i'm talking about baby
1: i forgot that you can still ride horses and be kind of old
0: <laughs> stupid horses <laughs> uh all right well that moves me to 11 and 2 nerd bomber to 8 and 5 all is right with the world tactic at 5 and 8 tactic great job hosting i think you won hosting this week So next week, I will be hosting uh, another showdown between Nerd Bomber and Tectic, who, by the way, are getting pretty close in record. This is is getting heating up, guys. So you're not going to want to miss it. We'll, of course, be back next week to talk about all things nerd and pop culture related. We hope you'll join us. We thank you for joining us tonight. If you feel like you enjoyed the show, uh, or if you did enjoy the show and didn't feel like you did, or just plain, plain did, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Hit us up on Twitter. Handle's already mentioned. And go like go get in your car and go out on the road. And like you know when you're on the highway and you see con- like construction signs like road work? Pull your car over and find one of the road work guys and tell them.
2: But tell them in a fashion that's... where it seems like you're catcalling but really you're just telling them about a podcast that's fantastic
0: right yeah i mean you t- i would say tell them however you want to but that's one very good option for doing so they're out there working in the hot sun i'm sure they need something in their earbuds to keep them going so tell them about the online warriors podcast and yeah have a great week we'll see you next week good looking out
2: hey this is kind m Padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parley hour podcast
0: Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcasts.